I'm Alec. And I'm Zach. And And you're listening listening to A to Z Discussions. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we'll be discussing the new TV series on Disney Plus, Obi-Wan. But before we get into that, Zach, how have you been? I'm doing a little bit better. You know that problem? You know the leaking that has been going on for forever? Yes. Finally got fixed. So I saw a photo of it. (laughs) Yes. It's been a long time coming. Four months in the process. And uh, they did fix the plumbing issue last week. And after a while... They, you know, they had to like dry out the area because there was a lot of uh, condensation and just wet drywall that they had to remove. Mm -hmm. So once the people removed all the contaminated drywall, they had to put like these uh, air dehumidifiers in our bathroom, which Mm -hmm. they were extremely loud and they were plugged into like three separate outlets. So drawing a lot of power as well. Uh, Those were in our apartment for about four days until they took them out. And so once that whole dehumidification process had ended, a drywall guy came in, replaced all the drywall. Then he came and painted. They put our shower rack back up. So everything's all good. And the problem is solved. Kayla and I are just happy that that's all behind us because, I mean, four months of this, is, it's been a lot. Been pretty mentally and even physically taxing when we had no AC. I mean, it, it got up to like 86 degrees in our apartment uh, for oh a week because it's been hot. So we're just glad that we could finally have some AC and take a shower. <laughs> Dang, I can't believe that happened for four whole months. That is a long time to have to deal with that issue every single night, day by day. Yeah, dude. No, it's it's insane. And we did end up having like a conversation with uh, the property manager here, just you know talking about the issue and uh, saying that we were pretty disappointed that it took so long. We're trying to negotiate for maybe some discount in rent for the next month because honestly, we think that it's deserved at this point. So I won't get really too much into that, uh, but hopefully that gets settled as well. And once that's done with, the whole issue will just be behind us. So we're looking forward to that. Good. Well, I'm glad all that's fixing up for you, dude. Yes, sir. That's yes, fantastic. Sir. Yeah, but, you know, with everything else, it's been pretty okay. Going fine at work. Uh, yeah, not a whole lot. But how have you been? I've been pretty good. Um, this whole week, school's starting to close off. So I've been finishing up all my like final lessons that I've been doing. Um, with all my students and um, school ends next week. Mm-hmm. But a weird thing, the districts over here, they're doing like early graduation. So graduations like actually like this weekend is like the start of graduations. But finals week is next week. Mm-hmm. So kids are still going back to school after they've already graduated, which is kind of weird. Um, so, but uh, I'm, I'm closing that kind of that book up, um, ready for the summer, hanging out. Got a little part-time job that I told you about, so um, things are looking good uh, for me. But honestly, this summer, I am pumped because it's a month away, dude. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Yes, I'm excited too. I've been looking at all these videos. I've been hyping this up. I'm so excited. Like It's so weird too because it's like every couple years a Monster Hunter game comes out, so it's like it never ends. Uh It was like, world and two years later then it was uh iceborne and then two years later we got the rise announcement and now a year later we got <laughs> uh sunbreak so crazy 
So I'm, I'm pretty hyped about that. And I've just been hanging out. But yeah, um, Obi-Wan comes out, dude, next week. And I know uh, we're both interested to talk about that and like learn a little bit more what's going on. I've only seen a couple of trailers. Um, and from the trailers, I don't really know how I feel. Like, to be completely honest, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm excited about it. And I don't know too much about like, I know there's like leaks and rumors and whatever. Like I'm not really paying too much about that though, but um, I've heard like some things and like I heard other things. So I'm excited, but like not excited at the same time. And I just want this to be really good. Right. Yeah. And I hope it doesn't go the same direction as like the Boba Fett thing did. Right. Where they like had two full episodes of not Boba Fett and then they just didn't pay attention to him. And then he felt like a side character in his own show. I don't want that to happen to Obi-Wan. That's like my, my main biggest fear for this. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm in the same boat as you for sure. I've seen the trailers and they're kind of, eh, you know, I, we don't see a lot of Vader in the trailers, probably because they're kind of keeping him in the dark for like his mm-hmm. big show whenever he shows up in uh, the TV series, because it's going to be pretty pivotal. They're bringing back Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan and Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. So having both of them back, they haven't really been together since the prequels. Mm-hmm. that's awesome for true star wars fans just hearing that is awesome yeah uh, but the hesitancy i'm on board with that too because like you mentioned boba fett was kind of eh. and also what they did with like the sequel trilogy that flopped for us like we didn't like it very much uh so there's definitely room for them to kind of do this the wrong way per se and I really hope they do it the right way. I really hope that they give Ewan McGregor some justice for coming back because he mm. is putting himself on the line too. You know, he, he agreed to this. Uh, and I really hope that with what they give him, he can do his best. Yeah. And I mean, I want this to be good for both Hayden and Ewan because like I saw one like interview of them like on a press tour or something. And he was, you know, talking about the prequels and how like initially they were like critically not received very well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's saying that people like our generation that grew up with the prequels, you know, are talking about like, you, we love you, dude. Like both of you, you and Hayden are like our childhood. Like you are, you are our Anakin and you are our Obi-Wan. And they actually like the Revenge of the Sith now. They really like those prequel movies because of like the fan, the fandom who actually loves them. Like I think Revenge of the Sith is a great movie. You know, it's like awesome. it's a good watch. Yeah, it's great. And like, um, they feel good about that now. And so I think, that kind of confidence, you know, made you and Hayden want to come back to like reprise the roles for something like this, you know, at this time. But if this like flops and it's again, critically not liked and like, even like us who like those movies as adults and like, remember them from our childhood, from the nostalgia, I hope it doesn't like backlash back at them, you know, for doing this, especially Hayden. I don't remember like the last movie he was even in. Right. Like, I think he like took a break from acting after all of that. Right. Like, yeah, um, he hasn't been like, in a lot. Like, I want this to be good for him, dude. He's about to be Darth Vader. He's about to be like the villain bad guy. He's going to put the suit on and get to act out the role that he does at the very end of the movie, like of Revenge of the Sith. Like, that's so cool, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I really want that just to be good for them. Like, I want it to be awesome and them soak it up and like have a really great time with it. But the thing is, they already know how it ends. So I, I, I'm curious to know how they feel already. <laughs> right. Yeah. And honestly, we've come such a long way. You know, you mentioned how the prequels are our movies uh, and we're we're in our 20s. You know, we're the new adult generation and we grew up watching those prequels. It's kind of cool that we've come mm-hmm. so far 
from the prequels being basically downcast by everybody saying that, you know, they didn't even want to consider them canon to everybody embracing the prequels. I've seen mm. multiple polls on YouTube where uh, they say, like, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? And I've seen Revenge of the Sith lead in almost all of those polls, you know, even mm -hmm. beating out the original trilogy, which it just shows you the shift in what people enjoyed and what they kind of hold dear. So mm -hmm. I think the stakes couldn't be higher for this show. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, we could watch, we could rewatch Revenge of the Sith, like whenever, and it's always a good time. <laughs> yes, dude, I've seen it like 12 times and I'd yeah. still be down <laughs> to watch it again <laughs> anytime. I mean, some of the lines are the best lines I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the most memed, too. But yeah. the memes also make it so endearing for us. Uh, mm -hmm. Even though the memes are poking fun, because some of the dialogue is pretty cheesy, those lines are lines that we'll always be able to whip out, even whenever we're having like conversations with friends, just casual talks. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, you can, you can reference the prequels in all cases, just because they're so iconic. Yeah. Um, I, I want... I, I want to see the interactions that Obi-Wan has with Luke in this. And that's kind of something I'm actually excited about. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of how they play that out and the kind of relationship that young Luke had with Obi-Wan. Because in A New Hope, like, we, we see that he knows who Ben is, right? Right. Ben Kenobi. Like, he knows who he is. He knows, he knows of him. But, like, he's just some old guy who comes around every now and then, right? He's not just, like, he's not always there. He's not, like, doing anything crazy. Um. So I hope they, they, they kind of keep the dynamic to make it like still make sense into a new hope. I hope nothing like, like if, if Obi-Wan pulls out his lightsaber in front of, Anna, or for, in front of young Luke, I feel like that's, that's weird, right? Yeah. We, we can't because reach he, the territory here. <laughs> yeah. Because um, when he sees uh, Anakin's lightsaber for the first time in a new hope, he's looking at it like, oh, this is a lightsaber. Like he doesn't even, even know what it is. He doesn't even, like he really doesn't even, hasn't even seen one before, right? Mm. so they can't like show lightsabers to luke like that can't happen right right so i i hope like the relationship with him is like this like really endearing thing that they go back and forth with and like it's gonna be like obi-wan like trying to push like hold the weight of the world like above his shoulders while he's like you know looking over at luke like oh hey everything's gonna be okay but like luke is just uh, like clueless to all of the crap that obi-wan's having to deal with i think that like stress dynamic of him having to shift i think that will be really cool to see if that happens the way that i think it does right or i'm I, also or i wanted to i'm curious how they're going to handle all the conflict that looks like it's going to happen on tatooine from the trailers because we see scenes of like inquisitors coming uh they're like looking for obi-wan they seem to know that he's on tatooine like they're seeking mm -hmm. him out and that's interesting to me because at the start of A New Hope, it seems as if no one even knows that there's a Jedi presence on Tatooine. Like, it's basically not touched mm -hmm. by the Empire, which would be a little confusing if there was some big showdown on Tatooine that had happened like 10, 15 years prior. If they did know that there was this legendary Jedi that was kind of camping out there. Like, let's say the Inquisitors were sent and in this show, like, he beats them and he... Uh, just dismisses all empire presence in the course of the first season right or in the course mm -hmm. of like the entire series they would still remember though the conflict that happened there i don't think that that would be erased from the minds of the people in the empire especially if vader gets involved exactly. so it's interesting if they do draw a lot of attention to tatooine uh because we want to keep continuity into a new hope with this yeah and then i forgot luke's like caretakers their names Oh, it's a. Uh, I believe Owen, it's Uncle Owen, Owen and right and uh, Bear, 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 Baru, something like that. Baru sounds right. <laughs> yeah, some Owen and the B one. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
because if they see the Inquisitors and all the stuff and all the stress that's happening on Tatooine while Obi-Wan is there, and Obi-Wan's still there, like, what's happening, like, um, then, uh, you know, like, why wouldn't they, like, want to do their best to protect Luke? Because obviously, Owen knows who Obi-Wan is. Yes. Right? And he knows how important Luke is to everything. So if they have any sense of danger for Luke, then like, why would they keep him on Tatooine until he's like 20? Like what? <laughs> yeah. And also I forget, I don't know if they ever really discuss it in a new hope, but I'm not sure. Does Owen know that Luke's father is Darth Vader or does he think that Luke's father is dead? That's something I'm not sure about. Maybe they'll explore a little bit in this series as well. I'm not sure either. That would add some gravity too to Owen and uh, Baru's situation, right? Like knowing that the child that they're caring after is the son of the most powerful or one of the most powerful Sith Lords in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I don't think like a, the random normie knows about, or like knows that like their leaders, like the emperor and like, like Darth Vader are like these are crazy Sith. For, yeah. or like Sith force using like all these things. They just like, no, they use like these swords or whatever. Right. Right. <clears throat> so I don't know if they like know that to that extent, but even still like, they would he'd be like the the most powerful evil like imperial general i guess i don't i don't know what darth vader would well would it's be. interesting too like I, I guess luke from what we see in the trailers he looks like maybe he's about five or six maybe seven mm-hmm. like kind of the age of anakin in uh phantom menace yeah so vader still is relatively new to the empire at this point i would say maybe vader mm-hmm. hasn't made such a big name for himself yet maybe he's not so widely known uh so it'll be interesting to see kind of what the hierarchy system is in the empire at this time. Yeah. And, um, something else that I saw online, uh, people talking about just, uh, like they, they feel like the continuity between this and a new hope may be shifted. If like something crazy happens to Luke, like if he gets captured or something happens or he has to like, Obi-Wan takes him and like fights with lightsabers with an inquisitor or something weird happens like that, then it would like kind of, mess up the canon going into a new hope because uh i think luke he wants to go to the imperial academy when he meets obi-wan like he wants to be a starfighter like whatever right right for the empire yeah and if if the empire was the cause of some weird event in his life that like messed him up right then i don't i don't know why he would want to go do that (laughs) no because then he would instantly develop a negative connotation towards the empire exactly and if the inquisitors are on tatooine and there's obviously Imperial stormtroopers there and all the Inquisitors have the Imperial insignia on them mm-hmm. and stuff is happening on Tatsuin. And Luke is, I mean, he's not, I don't think he's just staying at the house. Right. I mean, he's, he probably goes to town with uncle Owen every now and then. Right. Mm-hmm. And gets, gets stuff and buys things. And if he's seeing these, you know, people coming in and being mean to other people, like doesn't seem like a Luke thing to do <laughs> Right. when he like turns older, like I'm going to go join the Imperials. Cause I saw them, you know, <laughs> shoot down a lady for asking for something I don't no, know. no no when we meet luke in a new hope he definitely has a sense of justice like he's a morally sound character he, mm-hmm. he's kind and compassionate so if he saw that he would definitely not fight for the people that he sees murder others yeah um so i think young luke needs to like just be in the background you know what mm-hmm. i mean like that's kind of what i'm expecting should, i don't think they're I gonna really put him in the yeah. forefront he shouldn't have any sort of like he should have some interaction yeah like maybe a, a conversation or two with obi-wan maybe but nothing like he needs to live his like weird little kid uneventful life so that he grows up to be the Luke that we remember him in a new hope. Right. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I hope nothing like 
again, like if there's a lightsaber in front of his face, that's not gonna work. Obi Wan no. can't be like, look at this cool thing I have, or like, I don't know. There can't be anything weird like that happening, no. or it's what, gonna break the canon. What I'm hoping is gonna happen. Let's say like the Inquisitors go poking around Tatooine, and then they find that nothing's amiss. They're still suspicious, but they leave the planet. Maybe Obi Wan gets like. He talks with Owen and Owen's like, you know, we don't really feel safe now that the Empire kind of has spread its influence to Tatooine. Uh, maybe we should move somewhere else. Obi-Wan's like, no, I'll take care of the problem. Like, I'm going to go sort out what the issue is here. And then he goes like off planet to kind of hunt the Inquisitors or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe something like that will happen. That's what I'm kind of hoping for, too. Like a, a cool like space drama, you know, <laughs> like he's yeah. going off planet to go to to handle the situation and bringing it away from Tatooine, like getting the the eyes off of like um luke and uncle Owen and the planet and bringing it elsewhere right to solve the situation or and maybe I think, even like trick them yeah that that makes the most sense if we're going to keep continuity with the canon and i really do think that continuity should be kept mm-hmm. yeah and um the another another thing i know people are scared about is whatever happens between vader and obi-wan in this um this tv series like if they ever meet again uh De- depending on how they meet, where they meet, why they meet, will that diminish their interaction in A New Hope when they meet again, right? Right. I, I don't really know if they could even have a lightsaber battle. We're led to believe that this is the first time that they've crossed blades, per se, in A New Hope since uh, back when Obi-Wan and Anakin dueled on Mustafar. On the beaches so, of Mustafa. Yes. I'm not even sure if it's allowed canon wise for them to fight. I know that it would be awesome to see that. Maybe they'll like look at each other and kind of like, you know, talk through the force in some way, interact some way through the force. But will we see a lightsaber battle between them? That's one thing know. I'm not sure about. Like I heard of like dream sequence, maybe it could be a way to like maybe not make it, but like a dream sequence? Like what do they have like unless they do like, you know, like Kylo Ren, like the force talking the ray whatever the heck that was <laughs> bring that crap in i don't know i hope they don't do that because yeah. like if the connection's established at all why would they break it i could see many reasons why they might but you know obi-wan i've read the synopsis basically of like how we're starting out here obi-wan's a broken man he still really takes to heart the fact that he had to duel anakin and i think he believes he killed anakin for a little bit there i'm not sure if we're starting off like right here in in the moment uh, mm-hmm. when, the, when the show starts if he knows Anakin's still alive that'll be cool to see where he's at too in his headspace Dude, that's right like he just leaves them there to burn like he doesn't know the, that the emperor comes back and picks him up and re-puts his body parts together right or gets a robotic part so um, or cybernetics but uh, he yeah Obi-Wan in his brain he, he killed him he's He's just laying there. He's gonna. He's burning. He's literally on fire. <laughs> yes, he had to watch his best friend burn in his mind to death, and that weighs on him. So if he's if he truly yeah. believes Anakin is dead, I could definitely see him owning the total broken persona. And uh, something I'm really interested in. I hope they really dig deep into if we see Vader, like because even if they don't fight, I think that's okay. But if we yeah. see Hayden get to act as Darth Vader, I think that's gonna be really awesome. Like get the same kind of old Revenge of the Sith hayden but like in this new light as the actual darth vader mm-hmm. um but what i was going with this was uh but really digging deep into the emotional aspect that vader has right because at that moment that you see him he's like angry right he's angry at life he's angry at his old master he's angry at padme he's angry at everything 
And once he finds out, like he's kind of he kind of has come down from his like anger high that he had once he has the full Vader suit at the end of Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. and he screams that no, that's like the last words that we hear him say, right? But mm-hmm. I want I want to hear more about how he's feeling when he's not just like raging with anger, right? He's not like he's more calm. He had like he has like a a poise to him in A New Hope, right? He's like knows how to control his feelings to an extent, um, even though like he's still a Sith and he, he's fueled by anger, but, um, but digging deep into his more emotional aspect, what he really feels about, um, being a Sith, what he feels about doing all these different things and like sitting in his little like egg chamber or whatever, like contemplating yeah. these things. I want to, I want to see him like monologue kind of, you know? Yeah, I do as well. And that also brings into question, are we going to maybe see like a two-sided story? I know the show is Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I wouldn't mind if some scenes cut to like Anakin and we're just kind of following him. Like maybe he's on a Star Destroyer commanding the Inquisitors. Maybe we see him for like half an episode doing his thing uh, and then jump back to Obi-Wan. I think that would be kind of a good way to integrate both of yeah. these people that were from the prequels. Yeah. And, and I think that's okay. I don't, because I don't think that's like the Mandalorian Boba Fett thing. That's mm-hmm. not the same thing because no. I think because Obi-Wan and Anakin's story are intertwined in that kind of way. Right. And so if we're taking breaks between Obi-Wan to like get to visit with Anakin and kind of see what's going on in Vader's brain um, and see his perspective, I think it's completely okay. It wouldn't be okay if they did a full episode on one of the Inquisitors, you know, and they they barely had Obi-Wan in it and it was just just an Inquisitor. Like if they did something weird like that, then that wouldn't be okay because it's like these new characters that we don't care about yet. Like, right. I'm watching a show called (laughs) Obi-Wan. And I want to see his story and his story um, involves Vader and it involves Anakin and involves that emotional trauma that they both have. Right. So I want, I want to see that get really uh, uh, dug into. And so much of Obi-Wan's character in the prequels, uh, even during Phantom Menace is intertwined in Eric Anakin's story uh, mm-hmm. in the mentorship and growing as a person alongside his brother. So telling a story from both sides is still Obi-Wan's story at the end of the day. Yeah. And I kind of hope they put like little Leia in there too. I don't, I mean, why not? <laughs> I yep, don't know it, where or why, but it, I, I think it'd be cool if, cause, um, what is this? It's, it's, um, is he an Admiral Organa? I don't, I don't know who he is. Is he like a general Organa? Uh, yeah. He, a, he, he was a, a Senator, but he's a King senator. now. Yeah. King Organa or whatever. Um, if, if if our prediction is hopefully correct, where he gets to go off planet, Obi Wan goes off planet and does really cool things. He could go off planet. He knows the Organa, right? So he could go and speak with them, and maybe there's a little Leia there, and like bring bring that kind of part into the yeah, you know it, the story. Honestly, if he was off planet, like why not stop by Alderaan and check on her because mm-hmm. he wants to protect both of Anakin's children. And mm-hmm. at this point, you know, we we're led to believe he's been on Tatooine for however many years. Uh, Luke is old. And he probably hasn't had any interaction with Leia or communicated at all with her father, uh, her foster father. So it would be logical for her, him to go check on her. Yeah, but remember, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. She knows him. She, know, she, know, well, she knows of him. I mean, whether her, her father, her stepfather was talking about Obi-Wan at one point, but she might have been little. And like, what I'm kind of thinking is like, Obi-Wan goes to Alderaan, talks to Organa, and is like, hey, the Inquisitors are out. They're, they're searching for me. I want you to know, keep Leia safe and whatever. And he's having this conversation. And there's like Leia looking like 
in a window or something like you know just like overhearing the conversation as a little kid I, mm-hmm. like I, I i see like a conversation like that happening like a scene like that happening right um which would make sense maybe that's all we get but well and that would make a lot of sense because it could yeah. prompt like leia asks her foster father like who was that and he's like oh that was obi-wan you know he was a great general during the clone wars and maybe he starts telling her some stories about obi-wan and mm-hmm. she he becomes like real to her at that point you know because mm-hmm. she's actually seen him so it would make Especially a lot as a of child yeah it's like you it's um it gets really like ingrained into you right when you learn something like this spectacular and, and then like your father speaking so highly of them as a child like really stays with you right especially if he's saying like oh he was a great general he even took down general grievous during the clone wars then it would justify her reaching out to him as her only hope because she knows mm-hmm. he's capable of so much mm-hmm. so i i think having leia just like be somewhere in there in some episode i think is going to be kind of important just for the just setting up a new hope right like we're trying to set up a new hope here i think right right um so yeah i wonder how far it's gonna go it's gonna be what eight episodes yeah i know it was meant to be like a mini series i'm not even sure if they're gonna go into like a season two after this maybe they're gonna kind of see how how it does performance wise how many people watch it Mm -hmm. Uh, but i know it was meant to be a mini series yeah and i know that the first two episodes are actually gonna be streaming next week Mm -hmm. first two so I remember seeing something like, we're going to delay it one week, but the good news is we're going to give you two episodes. Yes. Two Disney Star Wars episodes. <laughs> so you could be disappointed twice. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully excited for the rest after the first two, but we'll I see. Know, I really hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Because um, Inquisitors, Inquisitors look pretty cool. I don't know if you've ever played um, Jedi Fallen Order. No, uh, I've read some of the lore from that game, though, and also some from Rebels. I'm not sure if Rebels is canon. I saw, like, mixed things online. Like, I don't know. Do you know if Rebels is canon? Rebels? Rebels? Rebels should be canon. Rebels should be canon, I think. Uh-huh. It's, it's a Disney property. Okay. Um, so it's during the Disney timeline, and it should be canon just as canon as the Clone Wars is. Gotcha, because I know that they introduced the High Inquisitor in Rebels, and... Based on the trailer, it looks like he's going to be here in the live action. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's true. But I'm pretty sure the Rebels is canon, and the Inquisitors are also in um in a uh, Fallen Order. They're like mm-hmm. the like main bosses you fight. Like you go through like the story, and then there's the Inquisitors that you have to battle. And um, I don't remember what there's there's. There's, uh, I guess, okay, this is spoilers for Jedi Fallen Order, but I'm going to tell anyway. Okay. Because you're all Star Wars fans, whatever. So, um, Cal Kestis, he's the main character, and uh, he meets this, like, ragtag group of people, and they, like, uh, they get to fly to planet to planet, and they solve all these mysteries about the Jedi and all these things or whatever, and Cal becomes a Jedi. Um, but the person that is really is helping him, she was an ex-Inquisitor. And so this is like whole thing and like she's like, oh, I killed my master. All those other things, right? So she was like a, she was a Padawan before she went into the, she got like taken in by the Imperials to become an Inquisitor. So they didn't like kill every single Jedi. They like were taking some of like the younger Padawan people in and like indoctrinating them to become Inquisitors. Gotcha. Um, but you find out like one of the characters that you've been hanging around with this whole time, like really in the game. Was a former Inquisitor. You, yeah, yeah. Um, because in the Inquisitors like literally fighting you and killing you and like trying to hunt you down. So I do have a couple questions about Inquisitors. Maybe this will kind of help set the stage for the show, too. Mm-hmm. So from what I've kind of surmised, they're Jedi hunters, right? 
Like that's their yes. purpose. Okay. And yes. are they force sensitive? Because the one inquisitor that we do see in the trailer, she has like a red lightsaber. So can they command the force? Yes. They're force sensitive. Gotcha. Um, they can use the force as well. So like it's, they're like, they're like Jedi's, but they're not like complete Siths. You know what I mean? Like, Which they couldn't be because of the rule of two, right? They, they would have to yeah. be somewhere in the gray area. Yeah. They're like, um, cause they, that exists technically where right? there's never, there, there cannot not be a mid, like a gray area, like in, in life. Right. I mean, there's, there's the light and the dark, obviously in star Wars, but there's always that like middle ground, mm-hmm. but I think that's what they do. They like take in the young, they hit, they took in like the younger force sensitive, um, padawans and they started to like doctrinate them into the to like their inquisitor thing and like you're gonna go do this thing like go hunt down and like train them really well but they didn't they they're, they're not like necessarily angry they're not necessarily happy right they're just doing their job you know what right I mean? right but they're also force sensitive okay um so i think they're like they're like yeah they're like in that gray area but they they're capable enough to fight a jedi and they would have to be they would have to be trained yes. to counter any jedi offense or defense that could be thrown at them yes because if not, then they would just die. Exactly. There'd be <laughs> like, no purpose. <laughs> yeah, they were just a regular person who like could just use a lightsaber. Like, that's not going to work. And yeah. to, to use a lightsaber, you have to be, have some sort of aptitude. Even so. Right. Right. Or you're going to cut yourself. Is is Darth Vader the supreme commander of the Inquisitors, or is that the e- High Inquisitor? I don't see. That's what I don't know too. I don't know. I I, I know at the end of Fallen Order, Darth Vader comes up and he's like, yeah. he tries to get you. Uh huh. Um, but I think he does command them. I'm not really sure. Maybe we'll learn about that too in this, and that that'd be a good yeah. way to like tie him in as well. If they all kind of answer to Vader. Yeah, but I, I'm sure that he is like he hears about that stuff. I mean, even Vader goes out and hunts. I'm pretty sure. Right. I know that I, they've made like an extended comic universe too of him going out hunting Jedi and completing basically like assassination tasks for the Emperor. Mm-hmm. And then like he's the guy to do it because he's he's gonna win every time. Right. Yeah, he's the strong arm of the Empire. Yeah. Unless he's a unless Ahsoka fights him, apparently. <laughs> I wonder if they'll bring Ahsoka in because, you know, we do see her live action in both uh, Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. So mm. mm-hmm. that'd be really cool seeing a younger version of Ahsoka just pop in. Mm-hmm. Um right like five years after the Clone Wars, dude. That's that's insane. Yeah, that's she's like she's going time. through some turmoil too. I mean her her and Obi Wan could team up and they would have similar goals at this point. Yeah. Um, which would be kind of cool. I never thought about that, but I think that'd be really cool to see. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it's going to be cool to see. Maybe if they do like later seasons, it would be cool to tie that in at some point, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't really know how the Inquisitors really fit in yet. And like we said earlier, like I, I, like, I hope it's just not this dramatic thing that happens on Tatooine and they just like give us war on Tatooine, right? Like there can't be like lightsaber battles just going ham on a random marketplace like don't do that no. and then obi-wan would definitely move luke away like if there was such a cataclysmic conflict on tatooine that place is no longer safe to harbor like the republic's last hope <laughs> yeah because like this guy luke he's literally the force sensitive he's the, the the offspring of one of the most powerful force users ever right so yeah like there, there would be you couldn't risk that you couldn't risk that he like Either either Obi-Wan kills every single Inquisitor that shows up in this show <laughs> somehow. That'd be um, epic. But, but I mean, if he did it on Tatooine, obviously Vader's gonna be like, 
some guy just killed all my inquisitors. Yeah, he'd be like, where do my There's, inquisitors go? And who would be powerful enough to take them all out? He's like, mm, my old master. And then he would really set his sights on Tatooine after that. Exactly. Or we find out um, maybe an inquisitor does leave or something and tells Vader at the end. Mm. But, but we see that Vader has some good still in him and he chooses to play ignorant to the fact that Luke is on Tatooine. But that would be kind of conflicting too, because in an Empire, in the Empire Strikes Back, when he learns that Luke is still alive, that's kind of like a shift in Vader's goals, right? And I've watched a few uh, YouTube theory videos about this as well, because Vader in uh, A New Hope, he just has this like one single-minded goal to defend the Death Star and uphold the Empire. But then, mm-hmm. as soon as he learns that his son is alive, his goals shift, and now he wants to overthrow the Emperor and rule the galaxy with his son by his side. Mm-hmm. So if so early on he did learn of Luke's existence and the fact that Luke is alive, I feel like his goals in A New Hope would shift as well. And he'd be like a little bit mm-hmm. more careful uh, trying to kill the person that is about to destroy the Death Star, knowing that that probably is his son. Yeah, but um, does he like explicitly say that he finds that out? Like, does that like somewhere in, in Empire Strikes Back? In An Empire Strikes Back, there's a scene where he's talking to the Emperor. You know, like, when we first ever see the Emperor, he's like, what is thy Mm. bidding, my master? He's like, the offspring of Skywalker. He exists. And he's like, that cannot be. And he's like, search your feelings, Lord Vader. You know it to be true. And, I mean, with the Sith, they're very duplicitous. If he he knew it to be true, like, he he could be in denial. That's what I'm I'm saying. Or, or again, he could put... He could be playing ignorant. He could be because the, the Sith are extremely duplicitous and very manipulative. So he doesn't reveal everything that he knows to Palpatine. Of course he doesn't because the Sith at their core always want to overthrow their master and become like the master and take their own apprentice uh, to fulfill mm-hmm. the rule of two, right? That's their yeah. end goal. And honestly, the masters kind of accept that. They know that eventually they will be killed by their apprentices. Mm-hmm. So Vader's not going to tell Palpatine everything. He's not going to reveal everything to his troops or everybody underneath him either. So Mm-hmm. I mean, if he does find out about Luke in this Obi-Wan series, it could be believable just with how the Sith operate. We'll have to wait and mm-hmm. see. Yeah, I think, that, I think there could be some wiggle room there to like make that work so that he's playing literally ignorant to the whole fact because he, he may even be pl- plotting this whole overthrow thing from that moment, knowing, oh, my son's alive on Tatooine. I'm going to let him grow. Right. And I know Obi-Wan will be there to like protect him. And that's I'm going to wait until he's older. And then he waits for that moment into A New Hope where he meets uh, Obi-Wan again. And, and like, they have that confrontation. And he knows that it's just going to be a thing. Uh-huh. And that, that's an interesting detail because if you remember from all of the original trilogy, every time he fights Luke, he's like, Obi-Wan has taught you well. And he almost seems kind of proud, like as if he knew that leaving him with Obi-Wan or having Obi-Wan teach him was going to make Luke into this powerful force user. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Yeah, because I remember also a conversation in Return of the Jedi. They're on Endor, and you know, Luke is like, has he's like handcuffed, and he's like, "Search your feelings, father." Like they're having like a really like a heart to heart conversation there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think that like Vader's like, he's he's always been thinking about his son, mm-hmm. and I think that moment was his moment of like switching. But he's been thinking about since at the end of Obi Wan when he learned that Luke was on Tatooine. He's been keeping it to himself. One, because he was potentially thinking about doing it selfishly until that moment that he talks to Luke in Return of the Jedi, where he begins to think about it as like a, you know, like 
maybe maybe what I'm doing isn't the best thing in the world. Right. So I don't know. I think I'd be kind of. I think that's. I feel like it's a Disney way to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I see that like actually being the most plausible thing where Vader actually does somehow find out Luke is on Tatooine, but they he chooses not to. But it makes um it makes Vader less of a th- if you watch it like canonically like if you try to watch the prequels going in order all the way up to return or I don't even want to count the sequel trilogies or whatever but right um but if we're going up that way then it might seem make seem or it would make Vader seem less of a threat less intimidating less evil right and that's like not as not as threatening just like watching the like uh, the original trilogy all the way through like Vader's like the evil doesn't turn back for any reason bad guy bad guy right I mean and it would make him not that the uh, original trilogy is kind of ambiguous too because we all know that in A New Hope Lucas hadn't really firmly put into the plot that Vader was Luke's father so mm-hmm. watching it all from prequel to Return of the Jedi it allows for a lot of wiggle room concerning that fact so I mean, anything could happen potentially. Yeah. Yep. But I don't know, man. Next week, well, we'll talk about it. It comes out on Wednesday, right? Uh, yeah, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday, I think comes out on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll discuss those two episodes um in detail and spoiler territory. So you better watch it. You better watch it when it comes out on Disney Plus. You better spend that. Was it eight ninety nine, twelve ninety nine? The small know. price. Sell your soul to Disney but, to watch this show. <laughs> yeah, you know, and always wait like three months until it comes out. Any movie comes out on Disney Plus. Uh huh. Yeah. Still not gonna watch Immortals, Eternals. No, never, never. You could you know beat what? me with a stick, and I wouldn't watch that. <laughs> you know what? I'm never gonna watch it either. I'm gonna no, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> There's be one day where. Sam and I are going to be like, hey, we have nothing to watch, and we watch Eternals for two and a half hours. <laughs> On a side note, uh, that was me with Aquaman recently. I'm like halfway in. It's kind of like, I'm, I'm not going too off topic because Tamara Morrison is in Aquaman, which I didn't even know. So I saw Boba Fett in that movie. Uh, oh. But I never thought and, uh, I was going to watch William Aquaman. William Defoe. Yeah, and Willem Defoe, uh, which was also a pleasant surprise. But you never know when you're going to pick something up. <laughs> off topic, but you didn't, like, you didn't like Aquaman? Okay, so we're going real off topic here but i've i'm only halfway into it it's it's a it's such a trip to watch because the plot is so typical it's like whatever mm-hmm. some of the lines are super super cheesy i mean like off the charts cheesy but the action the cgi i was telling kaylin i don't think i've seen action done this well ever like the visuals and the fighting sequences were blowing my mind they were mm-hmm. so good like honestly this movie is way above average just for that fact. Like if you want to watch it just to see the best CGI that money can buy and the best underwater action sequences that you didn't even know were possible, then it's worth it for that. So I'm excited yeah. to finish it out tonight, which I'm planning on doing. Yeah. So you're only halfway through, right? So you haven't got mm-hmm. to the end. And- I haven't got to the end yet. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything for you then. <laughs> yeah, just keep watching. There, there's just, there was just a part at the end and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I don't know if you got there or not yet, but cool. But anyway, we'll talk about Star Wars next week, but I think, Zach, that is a great place to end it. What do you think? I would agree. All right. Well, let us know your thoughts on Obi-Wan and your hopes uh, before next week. And I guess with that, Zach, I will see you next time. Sounds good. See ya. See ya. See ya.